listening to the two marks exclusively on the pod station. Welcome listeners to a new show brought to you by the two marks. This time we are barking on a vicarious journey of discovery through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hold on to your hats as we follow one person's experiences watching all 26 movies in chronological order. This time we are reviewing Avengers Assemble. Welcome to the Marvel Marathon. Let me introduce my friend and co-host, Mr. Mark Pollard. Hi mate. Hello. Still not got that right, have we? Seven films in. This intro is intro in it, so just because you want it to be different. Well, should we quickly introduce the person who's with us so that she can agree with me on this particular matter? Yes. So, Ish, how are you doing? Good. Who's right? Uh, Mark. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Good answer. Very diplomatic. Absolutely. Why do we keep her on? <laughs> well, because she hasn't watched any of these films. <laughs> and we wouldn't have a show. Yes. No, indeed. Uh, the Marvel rewatch is what we're doing. We're watching in time chronological, not release date order, all of the Marvel movies. And on the basis that Ish, our sidekick... <laughs> oh, that's that's better than gaggering and... Um, yeah. <laughs> all the other <laughs> abusive words that you've used to describe me over the past five episodes. Well, the listeners have been writing in. Six episodes. Oh, six episodes. Six I'll episode. take this nice one. Thanks, Pollard. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Uh, but Take note, lay them. <laughs> no. So, yeah, you're doing this for the first time. You don't know what's happening. This is all new and exciting to you. Yes. And we are merely going along for the ride. Sweeping up the bits we missed the first time round. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, as we get to digest and chat through each of the films, we get your view-ish from a new bright-eyed and bushy-tailed Marvel connoisseur. We get Mark with his deep and in-depth knowledge to add fat to the bone, and we get my relatively useless insight, which generally comes from something Mark told me the first time I watched the movie. Or Wikipedia. Or Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. If they'd like to be a sponsor of the show, it's the two marks at thepodstation.co.uk. Absolutely. <laughs> In fact, if you'd like to send us an email, the two marks at thepodstation.co.uk, ask us a question. Maybe you've got some comments. Maybe you've got some thoughts on the show that we've missed. If you can't be asked with emails, and that's perfectly understandable, see comments in Iron Man 2 episode, then you can also get in touch with us on all the socials. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's the two marks. Just go on there, drop us a DM, and you can keep up to date. And you can also hear show clips as well. So if you fancy uh, just having a digest of what the episode might be about uh, and the deep and in-depth discussions that we uh, navigate during these shows, uh, then, yeah, you can get a, a bit of a taste The session. clips are very funny, aren't they? Well, we think so. Whether The rest of the world oh, does. I mean, I think I'm hilarious, but no one else laughs at me jokes either. Yeah, well, I, if I, at I least... Uh, yeah, yeah, the, 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 si- the stunned silence from you two didn't help matters then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, insert laugh track here. <laughs> we have just lolled our way through yeah. Iron Man 2, so if you haven't checked out that episode, please do, because it is hilarious. It's a must-listen to, isn't it? It is, defo. Yeah. So this... Uh, this, this this episode-ish, what are we discussing? The Although, event? of course, Mark gave it away in the introduction, so... Yeah. Uh, but let, let's pretend that he didn't. The Avengers. Which one? One. Of? Avengers 1. 
Yeah. Were you working at Marvel at the time they were coming up with that idea? Why, what is it supposed to be? It's Avengers Assemble. Yeah, I've, oh, got, any, I've got an Easter egg about the reason why it's called Avengers Assemble. All right, I missed that. I just got the Avengers bit and I well, was like, Well, you missed Ooh. the memo in Captain Marvel on uh, old uh, One Eye's Nick Fury's computer. Aye, yeah, I did. Which was called Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Anyway, is that important? Well, you're going to tell us later, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? It's a bit like Kinda. calling Harry Potter, Potter Harry. And or going. Harry Potter 4, you mean? Versus Harry Potter and the blah blah. <laughs> well, that? you know your stuff, you don't you? <laughs> Harry Potter and the blah blah. Not, so not. once we finish the Marvel movies, we'll be doing Harry Potter. You can share that journey together because uh, I'll be on my blah blah <laughs> Harry Potter car fly thing, and I'll be off. Okay. <laughs> Cool. So we're doing Avengers Assemble today. Uh, it's the seventh movie that we've covered. Yes. Uh, what are your initial thoughts of this film? Or sh- yeah, yeah. Go on. Let's start with that. Brilliant. I was buzzing. Really buzzing. Why? Because. Well, fans- good. You just <laughs> you, you preempted the question. Why? <laughs> Don't need us here. <laughs> because all of the characters come together. Yay! Do you know why it's called Avengers Assemble? Now I do, yeah. <laughs> See, listeners, we get all the answers here. <clears throat> Insert clang. <laughs> um, of all of the cool characters that we've been, we've had a bit, of, bit of a snippet to, have all assembled, as you rightly said, and it was just the best film ever. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Loved it. I have actually watched it four times. Uh, what, in preparation for this, or just because you fancied and enjoyed it so much? Um, I watched it first time to get the experience. I watched it second time to make notes, and then third and fourth time just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Like and the because title. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, yeah, that so clearly fourth, went over my head. four times and you called it Avengers 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be going by my can, notes. <laughs> Avengers the first. You can check my uh, attention to detail and the things that I picked up during the course of the movie. You need to watch it again. <laughs> what did you think of this, Mr. Latham? With the wealth of experience of having seen all the, f- all the films as they came out in at the time they came out this for me was a really exciting time because it was when you see them all come together and it's quite nice of how they wove that together in, in the story so it was really exciting to see everybody on screen sharing I was, wor- I was worried it was going to lose some of its cohesion simply because I had so many A-listers in the film you think hmm okay but obviously it's about two and a half hour film isn't it yeah <clears throat> so for me I was really excited when I heard it was coming together because uh, I love crossovers and this was like a shared universe. I love all that stuff. What about, about you, you, Pollard? Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm he does this, anyway. He's trained us. I'll lay them. What about you? Get his opinion quick. Tell us quick. Before he throws a padder. Well, he does this. He asks you, then he asks me, and then he goes, you haven't asked me. I know. Well, well, he just looks at us. I'm waiting for you to go, well, what about you, Mark? Well, we, we you will leave it and wait. Well, we expect that you're naturally just going to come after the two of us and go, well, I thought... Well, I'm not that impolite. You haven't but been to the park Thanks for asking, anyway. You're welcome. Um, well, I love this. I love this watching it this time round for the millionth time. When I watched it the first time, my brain quite literally exploded into a billion pieces of gush because, like you say, the, the, the worry was that when they started putting everything in there, it was going to become just this jumbled mess and rushed and oh, just hard work. And it wasn't. And it's an amazing film. Made all the more amazing because of the crossovers. 
and then knowing that it's going off in more directions left you just desperate for more. Uh, this this was as enjoyable this time round as it was the second, third, fourth, fifth. I wouldn't say the first time because the first time I watched it was obviously just, oh my God, mm. I need to go and watch this straight away. Um, so yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, obviously, con- yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> control your enthusiasm for my opinions. I'm blown away. Uh, where should we start then? Should we start at the beginning? <laughs> what Ishtar got on her notes? Well, um, I actually had a question about who talks in the opening scene about the Tesseract being found because this was an open question that I didn't find the answer to. Is that something that you can share knowledge on, Mr. Latham? The voiceover? Yeah, so there's some somebody was t- saying, not on Earth, that the Tesseract had been found in on Earth and the humans were something or other. Isn't the Chitari? It's the like the head of the Chitari. Who are the Chitari? They're an alien race. Okay. They couldn't use. Right, so for legal reasons at the time, they were going to use the um, scroll. Okay. But they can't. They couldn't use the scroll, the scroll at the time for legal reasons. So they came up with the Chita- Chitari. Okay. The Chitari. Chitari, because uh, basically that then meant you had a a, a pseudo villain. You kind of you had a second villain and then your main villain. Okay. So they they purposely brought them in for that reason. Okay. Because they were really a, just a vehicle for Loki's uh, shenanigans. Mm. Sorry, he's cheeky shenanigans, as yeah, as, as, as somebody once not mentioned. Not evil at all. No. no. He's not a corporate overlord. No. Okay. Yeah. So that was my my initial question. In terms, I don't know of the name of the person who did the voiceover, but I imagine <clears> it's been spoken about the the guy who's in charge who you see early on into the film and Loki goes back yeah he I think he's the person doing the voiceover and he then reports to, <laughs> to who the big boss are we saying oh, that now uh, or are we going the testicle chins well we can do because he's in the post credits okay, so, so Thanos yeah yeah him wow testicle chin yeah yeah that was a big scene by the way but we'll talk about it but yeah I was quite excited about that well, when when uh, uh, Christ, it's our show. We'll do what we want. So let's talk about the post credit one now, because um, I didn't know who Thanos was okay. at all when this post credit thing. So I, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, I, I assume he's a new bad guy, but didn't really give any more excitement <laughs> beyond that. And it was, I think, you and another friend who are familiar with the comic books who told me who Thanos was in the comics, which then made me think he, he was going to play more of a, a role going forward. And I suppose now it's been the post-credit spoilers, it's safe to say he does appear more, although you don't know in what form and what context. Um, so, I, and I wouldn't want to divulge more than that at this moment, because if you haven't watched Beyond... Yeah. Uh, Avengers Assemble at the minute. It's it's something that's worth still experiencing yourself. But yeah. it suffice to say he's a he's a big bad. Yeah, he's the he's the, he's the next level, isn't he? Of where they introduce sort of the phase two sort of stuff. But he's the big bad in the comics. He's the Mad Titan. Mm. Actually, a little bit of a thing that's not a spoiler particularly, just in the comics. Star Fox. He's the brother of Star Fox, and Star Fox is an Eternal. And they're, they're, they're sort of beings, uh, sort of powerful beings beyond what you would perhaps get with the likes of Thor. Uh, yeah, so Thor is pretty pretty powerful, as we know. So imagine how powerful Thor is, and obviously Odin is more powerful than Thor. So uh, the Mad Titan is on a level to the Eternals. 
and, and like the Eternals more powerful, powerful than yeah. Odin. Yeah. Do you know what would be really good to have like a chart of I'm like? I'm working on one for okay, you. Okay, because that would be amazing I meant to see. To do it weeks ago, but I got sidetracked. So you got us little humanoids at the bottom, and then well, yeah. So you've got Thanos you've got the, the uh, deviants. You've got the deviants um, that were created by the uh, the Celestials. Yeah. And the Celestials created the Eternals. Yeah. And then you got so you got humans, Eternals, deviants. The deviants are the baddies, and the humans, obviously, humans and the Eternals are given the task to go to different planets around the millions of planets, billions of planets, and they kind of they can't interfere unless there's a deviant involved. Mm. <clears throat> and then what they do is. They um, report back to the Eternals, and the Eternals then decide whether that those those that, that civilization can live or not. Mm. And Thanos is actually a mixture of a deviant and an Eternal, isn't it? There's there's an odd genealogy to him because yeah. he's he's not specifically an Eternal, but he is evil, and but he's not a deviant either. He's a kind of a, there's a mix match because he is, and it's, he's well, he's the brother of Star Fox, who is is a, an Eternal. So there's I think it's because on, on another planet that was populated by the Celestials, he is the representation of um, a fling or something between that. He's an alien of the planet. Because the thing is, we always humanise it. So we assume in this vast vast arena that is the universe of many, we always make it about humans when there's millions of planets that could host aliens that don't look a bit like us there's aliens that are probably pure energy we always make it so we can understand us mm-hmm. so every alien <coughs> is it like Star Trek isn't it every planet they go to they're all humanoids that really probably wouldn't happen with a different forehead with a different forehead so they just go right what do you cling on different ridges but that wouldn't really happen if we're being honest because there's billions and billions of planets so Thanos is probably a better example although he is got, instead got of to, putting it on his forehead they just they put, put it on, on his, his chin, chin. <laughs> basically we talked about a guy getting facelift yesterday where last, last time <laughs> On, yeah, he's um, basically him. what Senator. Um, so it's a bit like Senator Stern's going to look in another hundred years. He's got hairy bulging. <laughs> yeah. I was I was quite excited about the Thanos thing. I know I haven't seen Thanos before, but obviously I know about Thanos because my four-year-old nephew always is Thanos. Okay. But we, uh, I, I suppose, we should move away from the post-credit bit because we've obviously explained now who Thanos is and the fact that he's going to play a part, but as opposed to getting stuck too much into it, that's not the main feature of this film, is it? Uh, We've got the big bad in this film, which is Loki. Mm. And in fact, we start off this film with Loki, uh, up to his cheeky little shenanigans. Cheeky and he's dead cheeky. Very. Very cheeky. As he comes through the portal. He does. And promptly blows something up. Well, it's where they it's where they they keep all their secret projects, isn't it? Pegasus and Goliath, and those that you get you get mm. to see um, this underground shield layer. Yeah. Well, the most exciting part about this scene is for me the introduction of Hawkeye. Now we see him in Thor, but yes. he's not referred to as Hawkeye in Thor, and we no. don't really know anything about him. Whereas at the beginning of this, it's yeah, there's a geezer up there. He's supposed to be keeping watch and he actually comes down and is called yes. Hawkeye and that's when we're like yeah nice one well I obviously get excited because I love Hawkeye as a character um, but he obviously is well he's subject to the Mind Stone Hawkeye is, is, a, is, a, is a good character and, and obviously if you know him from the comics he's, he's one that's underplayed in the MCU as, as you sort of well you don't know much about him do you uh, and you only see a first glimpse of him in Thor 
Um, but he's actually a decent a decent character. But immediately you introduce to him, he's overwhelmed by the Tesseract. Now, is the Tesseract an Infinity Stone? Yeah. We established that, and it's yeah. the Mind Stone, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Because it becomes... It goes into the Scepter, so when Loki taps people on the head, he essentially controls the mind, and, can, and he can do what he likes with them. And uh, we also have uh, Eric... Selvig. Yes. He was also subject to the old mind stoniness. Yeah, which we get a little bit of a glimpse of that, don't we, in terms of... He gets of... mind stoned. <laughs> Thank you. Insert laugh track. <laughs> um, in the Thank end, you. In the end... that, can we use that laugh yeah, every time I tell a joke, yeah. please? You keep cut and paste. In the, in the, is it the end credits of Thor? Yeah. So we see his character in the end credits of Thor as yeah, Loki's with, looking as a reflection correct. of himself. Yeah. So we've already seen a bit of him in that, which is nice crossover correct. in terms into this because we already know the character. But he's the one who was uh, looking into the seismic shifts when Thor's hammer had hit. And he was looking into that, wasn't he? And yeah. obviously the other, one, the other character was working out about the seven realms of um, Thor's world. And who's the character who appears with Nick Fury? This is the first time we meet her. What's her Maria name? Hill. Yeah, Maria, Maria Hill. Hill, good spot. She does appear throughout the Marvel Universe now as as sort of Nick Fury's right-hand right hand person. Yeah. But she never really... She, she's a weird character, isn't she? Because she's yeah. there, but you never really... She's one of your secondary ones, isn't she? And yeah. I mean, again, I think it breaks it up, doesn't it? Because you have lots of main cast and you need these little ones to break it up because otherwise you've just got lots of... Well, you're paying the wage bill, aren't you? So you probably don't want everybody who's on 50 million each on set every day. So you get Maria Hill in, break it up a bit. Mm. I like her though. No, she, there's loads of nice characters in this. Yeah, I loved it. And also, what it does do is expands the vastness of Shield because up until then, you don't know that much Who's other part than Nick of it, Fury. Really? You yeah, know, yeah you don't, you don't know. And now you yeah. know they own an enormous hole in the middle of a desert, yeah. <laughs> which used to be <laughs> well, a secret yes. layer. So that's going to be cheap real estate. Yeah. <laughs> But the but yeah she's a really good character and uh, and it, they they all bounce off each other really well as well as seems to be a lot of chem, good chemistry. The, I think the beauty of this film is how quickly it moves on from one scene to another to introduce us to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, without feeling like you're getting whiplash from being lurched from yeah. scene to scene, so we almost straight away after uh, Loki takes the Tesseract, or rather takes his scepter and up Nofsky's uh, with um, uh, Eric and Hawkeye, we now uh, jump straight away to Black Widow, Natasha yes. Romanoff, yeah. who we've seen in Iron Man 2 yeah. at this point, but we haven't seen much of her as Black Widow, I mean we obviously see her kick Happy's ass in the ring <laughs> uh, which is a great happy ending and uh, we also then see her go proper Pete Tong um, at the end of Iron Man 2 when she's yeah. now no longer undercover. Yeah. But we don't know, we don't really see her as Black Widow as such, do we? No, and they've been very careful, haven't they, not to distract from the main... Each film that's been out hasn't spent a lot of time focusing on those. They've just been in the background which is, and then they've had the chance to emerge in this film naturally without feeling that you've kind of rushed into it because you, you recognise them, so you know them, you don't know them very well, and the, the difference between this and other um, comic-type films from a competitor, though I'm being shady, DC, um, basically 
haven't rushed it so you go oh yeah I know her I don't know who she is but I know her and then you get more information and the same with all the others and Hawkeye each film has dropped a little bit of a um, breadcrumb of the next thing and it's all leaded in really well so when they've brought this together the jigsaw's complete and you don't feel you've lost any airtime to sub sub stories or subplots because they've been part of the main story and they've kind of just dipped in I suppose I should have asked this of Hawkeye, but we'll start with uh, Natasha-ish. What did you think of her as a character? Because going back just two films ago where we were talking about perhaps uh, female characters, and in fact in that film... um, Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, thank you. Uh, Scarlett Johansson actually said that she wasn't happy with the role she had to play in that because she felt it was a very female... Mm. um, What's the word I'm looking for? She was a, an objective. Oh, you the way she, she was, was objective. Yeah, yeah, she was portrayed in a very objectified manner. Mm. Uh, but we sort of discussed it and felt, well, actually, she was just playing a role in order to g- infiltrate his inner circle. Yeah. Two films on, it's again a very different role. This is probably more the Black Widow role that yeah. we're more familiar with. What What do you think of her as a character? I love her. I think she's absolutely fabulous. And what you were saying, Latham, is pretty on point for me because I don't really get... We don't have a backstory of Black Widow or Hawkeye at this point, but they are giving us enough snippets as we go through this film to make it not really a big deal. Mm. So when her character is introduced and she's speaking Russian and she's, you know, have that initial scene, that's enough for me to understand a little bit more about the fact that she is the Black Widow in terms of, you know, making people say... I'm guessing men generally rather than women you know share their deepest and darkest secrets for the benefit and I like the whole scene I'd have given me pin number okay. I'd have just gone here's my pin number before she even opened her mouth yeah yeah I'm pretty sure I would have handed a debit card to her and say you'd be very disappointed clearly <laughs> okay she's the only person she's given it back to she wouldn't even keep it mate if you, you can live you just just a sad man <laughs> We'll, we'll tag Scarlett Johansson into this, shall we? Because yeah, I'm that. sure she'll like to hear this. Well, I, I, I didn't say that there was any more on my card. I just give her the bin number. <laughs> <laughs> she can find that out afterwards. So she can put money in. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really, really cool how then Coulson, obviously after the, the whole underground network gets blasted, calls the... Um, a, the assassins or the kidnappers and be like put her on the phone and she's like I'm at work that's brilliant yeah absolutely brilliant this is what she does she's she's a femme femme fatale yeah and she's trained to kill people with literally she was tied to a chair yeah tied to a chair with someone handing her the phone and she still managed to get out of the chair do some flippy flippies which is brilliant a big spready in the air yeah and basically batter was it four people but it's the lesser fair way she does it that makes her so cool it's like she she never breaks into any sweet no I know it's brilliant and she's in a miniskirt so you could argue is she being objectified, but no, because that's what she does. Yeah. She infiltrates people. Cause, so it's more about, if you think about it logically, it's more about the weakness of man than her lesson in herself as a woman. Because let's be honest, she's dressing like that because she knows... It's going to work. Yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. And if it works every time, what does that say about men? Exactly. We're thank weak. You, thank you, women. Yeah, no, love, 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 love her. She is a brilliant character. And she is throughout the whole of this mm. film as well. And her story does expand. It isn't just about her wearing short skirts and high heels. 
that's one aspect of it. And if you know the comics, this is the other thing is you guys as fans of the films are seeing this, which is a really good expansion of her character. And it's obviously MC's, MCU's take on her character. In the comics, she's a killer and that's, and that's how she's yeah. been trained. But the reality is we don't just see her doing that. We get little snippets in this film of things that have come before. We, we get the other bits that we know about sort of because you've seen the film Black Widow, haven't you? I'm trying not to be too cagey because you've I seen haven't. Black Widow. You haven't seen Black Widow. <laughs> so you get mention of the uh, Red Room. You get mention of Budapest. Yeah, Budapest. 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 Yeah. That is referenced, yeah. and uh, I'm hoping we find out more about what happened there at yeah. some point in the future. Yeah. I mean, she so takes I... Loki as a proper sucker, doesn't she? Oh, brilliant. The way she, she does, does to Loki that. what she does to the Russians at yeah. the beginning of that. Can I say that I don't think Scarlett Johansson makes the character, the Black Widow character, is just brilliantly done in this. It's a bit like Pepper. I don't mm. think Gwyneth Paltrow makes the character. I think it's just a brilliant character. This is one of the criticisms of people, and I was saying categorically from the start, they were like, oh, there's not a lot of female leads. If you're looking, if you're looking for them, they're there in front of you. If you're literally going with your, uh, with your you know, blinkers on, you're not going to see the wealth of, of female strength that's in the films because if you look at everything, how it's uh, the architecture of the films, Pepper Potts is the underpinning um, valuable Man. thing of Iron Man. Iron Man is a, a guy who's got a lot of money, he's a genius, but the thing that keeps him grounded and keeps him focused is Pepper Potts. But the, the thing with this Marvel film is because she's the standalone female badass she stands out massively because mm. she's com- she's basically fighting alongside five other men so how amazing does that make her that Absolutely. she's amongst that group well, of four people four other men and a hulk yeah yeah and don't forget she hasn't got special powers no she's just that's badass. the thing well you Avengers. say that i know she's had the serum because it she it she has in the comic book she has had the Captain so, America cinema only a little version bit, of yeah. yeah she hasn't had loads of it she's got I think I think if memory serves correctly she's got the ability to heal a little bit quicker but she hasn't and she may have the ability of a bit more endurance but she hasn't got the level of Captain America and she hasn't got any superpowers so if you look at the Avengers you've got you, you've got a good makeup there haven't you of people so okay you've got the Hulk but technically that's only when he can change if mm. you can't change you've just got a, you've got a professor you've got a, a whiz kid or, or, or a doctor you've got Iron Man who hasn't got any powers you've got Hawkeye hasn't got any powers you've got Black Widow hasn't got any powers and then you've got Thor who's got strength Hulk's got strength um, have I missed anyone out? no that's it, that's it. Mm. you compare that to DC ones everyone's got superpowers mm. apart from Batman mm. who's upset <laughs> about everything he's, yeah he's a bit upset about it all but everyone there has got superpowers the Flash can run f- and they can heal dead fast um, well I won't go into all we're not doing the but DC they all, yeah but they all complement each other perfectly which is great they, well they do and um, you know this is why I think personally I like the way Marvel movies are constructed yeah you know, touch wood and let's hope they continue but so far up to these seven films we've reviewed mm. every one of them has just added a little bit more, a little bit more, and then it's like, here we are. Yeah. You've arrived. Well, the first thing they do with Black Widow is send her off to... Uh, India. Uh, yeah. Sign up Hulk yes. for the team. Because she's got that bond with him, hasn't she? Or shall I say, the real Hulk to the team. Yes. Because we've had to expose ourselves to Hulk one. <laughs> well, I think you've exposed yourselves, haven't you? Before or, then. as I'm going to call him... Uh, little Hulk. 
<laughs> Proto Hulk. Yeah, Proto Hulk. Well, we'll let Proto Hulk because unless Little are going to sponsor the show, uh, the team acts at the podstation.co.uk. I don't want to use that as a, a walking advertisement for prototype Hulk. Every little helps. Fails miserably. Yes, but let me ask you these this question because you two obviously didn't know about the Hulk as in it being part of Phase One. And well, I did. I just forgot. I wasn't paying attention or. Blanked it from your mind, yeah. <laughs> I was yawning just lit talking about it. Were you playing whale music to him earlier? <laughs> like, come back to us, come back to us, you are loved. You are a wonderful man. Welcome to the Clinton Cards Hour. <laughs> you didn't know much about Hulk and you didn't like the film because I think if I remember, it was probably one of the short. it wasn't the shortest podcast, it was the longest podcast we've done with the most material of hilarity. Well, she gave it one, one out of ten. Yeah. But you were just like monosyllabic there, weren't you? What do you want answers? And you're just going, shit. Yeah. Shit. That but was a summary, yeah. How, how did you feel when you saw our newer replacement of the Edward Norton? I like Mark Ruffalo anyway. Yeah. I think he's great. He's a good actor, isn't he? Yeah. And there was enough backstory in this film um, to that actually superseded the whole two hours that I lost for the previous Hulk <laughs> film, to be honest, because I got more out of him. I disre- I've, I've almost disregarded the last Hulk oh, out of my yeah. memory and then just focused on what I know about the Hulk on this film. He and does he's pay, great. He does pay homage to the last film, the Hulk film. Oh, well, right. he mentions about New York being smashed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they actually, they actually explained how he became Hulk in a snippet of a second but more effectively than that two-hour debacle, and that shit yeah. two-hour film. Yeah, and this is even before he's become the Hulk. You already like him more, don't you? Yeah, because he's a doctor. He's trying to help people. He's trying to control his emotion. Um, I think in this case as well that where you were saying about Pepper Potts, the 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 character, yeah, is more than the actress playing the character. I think it's the reverse with him. Yeah, I think. For me, he makes he makes the Hulk. I agree. can't see someone else definitely. doing that. I mean, because Edward Norton, I didn't, no. like, I didn't dislike the film. It wasn't my favourite film because I think I gave it a six. But if if you think about people who could cast now, I wouldn't have even considered. Um, what's yeah. his name, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, but I can't see anyone else playing. It's it. like uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man. There's no one that could, and Thor even. They've all been cast very well, haven't they? Absolutely spot on. Even the even like you know like Maria Hill and Happy Hogan. Yeah, each one of them brings a je ne sais quoi to yeah. the, Ma- the character. Yeah, massively. And I think it helps that Hulk when he turns into Hulk looks, looks like, like Mark yes. Ruffalo, which, which obviously didn't in the bloody first. Or even one. the one before it that Ang Lee did. Ang Lee based him on his own lookalike, and it's like yeah. no, he that was. Do you know that was a really clever thing to do that Marvel was just genius with is why wouldn't that make sense why would you change into a green Hulk and look different than yeah. you do you know it's weird yeah the transition was brilliant from human to monster that's like me getting angry and turning into you <laughs> wow I know exactly it's a, <laughs> it's a frightening thought well I, I'm more sympathised with uh, Natasha when she had to go and get Hulk on board mm. because that's a bit like people coming to my bedroom in the morning to try and wake me up I'm, I'm a bit like that angry, do you live in a angry, commune well. how many people are coming to your house <laughs> well whoever it is <laughs> they, they tentatively knock on the door and go Mark morning <laughs> who would you turn into <laughs> just me the green version of him yeah <laughs> basically me okay so Hulk's on board he's like yes I'm on well that's that why he's angry yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so when Natasha goes, she goes, yeah, have a lalette. Who are not a sponsor? If you want to roller skate, have a lalette. 
That's always extra, isn't it? My mistake. And then we've got Fury that goes after Captain America. Yeah, we, we do. Actually, before we do that, Fury has to go in front of the obviously very good uh, World Will Keep It In Order panel, who look to be, to me, very trustworthy and reliable people. And I certainly felt like everyone's lives were in safe hands when listening to their in-depth and sensible decisions over what they should do about the situation of Loki. Your typical bureaucratic oversight committee yeah. who are far removed, have no idea of what happened on the ground. Which is basically the new world order that we don't actually know about, but probably really exists. And nor can they afford lights either because everything was done in the dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had to pay the bill. They spent more money on the holograms. Mm-hmm. For phase two, which we don't know anything about at this point, but we do come to it and we'll, we'll obviously go through that a little bit later on. Then, of course, we come to the Captain America bit. Which was, and I suppose this is where this film does really well because all of the post-credit scenes from all of the films we've watched up to this point all tie into the film, don't they? So at the end of Captain America, we've got him doing the punch bag, smashing the shit out of it. That's this scene where Fury comes in and speaks to I old Cap. I forgot about that, to be honest. Oh, how do you feel now? I've reminded you. Excited. <laughs> Let your face know. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> your body language is telling me something else. Well, she's not asked about Captain America. He's no, not even in her top know, ten. I know that you love Captain America, though, Pollard. So I know that that probably gave you the thrills, especially on. that he was, you know, pounding a big bag, and you were all like, <laughs> oh, right, you, you, leave my, "You leave my mum out of this." <laughs> She that, loves a bit of Captain America. Is that why you press rewind all the time on that particular scene? Because <laughs> you got you love the cap. If you've walked in on him with a pile of Kleenexes around him, just as Captain America's pounding a big bag, <laughs> he was pounding two big bags. <laughs> Moving on. That's what you get with the super serum. Yeah. Stamina and also a lot of foreskin because you'd pull that right off. <laughs> Maybe. If you're the Flash, you would. The friction bends on that would be terrible. And then almost instantly we switch to meeting uh, Iron Man. Boom. I love Iron Man stuff. I just love Iron Man. Me too. I mean, again, if, if he was a face on a lunchbox, I'd buy it. Yeah. Just great, isn't he? He's brilliant. It's the like, humour, everything. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. playing himself. Yeah. The greatest job ever is to turn up to work, ad-lib most of your lines anyway, and just be literally yourself and get paid £150 million for the privilege. Mm. How good of the job is that? I feel that you two are very much team Iron Man. Oh, massive. I'm going to be oh, very much team Cap. Yeah. Oh, hang on, this is interesting, isn't it? Well. Future, future things. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I think this is a sign of things to come So he gets recruited We go on to the helipad Which is where everyone meets up And has a nice little uh, shindig together I love Iron Man's quips in this This is like cause I mean he's a proper knob to the cap isn't he he's an, Well he, this is how he I rolls mean, He's a knob, he's to, a knob to everybody Well he's not a knob to everyone Because uh, Dr... Bromance. No, no, no. What's, uh, Banner. They have a bit of a bromance that's easily identifiable because technically he's a genius and he's dealing with someone who is also a genius. Yeah, well, it, he sees him on on equal. a similar. No, yeah. I won't say equal because I don't think he thinks anyone's on his no, level. Ego, but yeah. he he perceives him as being worthy of respect, whereas Cap gets absolutely nada. Don't you think? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. You don't cap- give a shit, do you? Not you're, about you're, Captain you're like, America. Quite frankly, uh, Iron Man can say whatever he wants. Doesn't he call him the capsicle or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love the I'm, quips he has. I mean, yeah. That's oh, why look at I you, like, you're <laughs> such a knobhead. We, I, we are still gonna, we are so gonna fall out over this. <laughs> 
I love Captain America because he's humorous. I don't find that with Cap. Sorry, not with Cap- with Iron Man. Oh, I don't find slip. it with we'll Captain in America. <laughs> Captain America is just the just the good boy, but he's not funny. You've either got to be a baddie or be really I funny see, to I get in my good Cap talks. throws in some proper one-liners. He's not overtly funny. No, not like Iron Man. But he has though. got a wicked sense of humor. Some of the li- if you listen back mm. to the films and see some of the things he does and listen to some of the things he says, it's actually drenched with humor and sarcasm. I think he is, he's got a dry sense of humor, hasn't he? But I think some of his lines are more. He's very the, well. He's as you've mentioned when we did the review of Captain America. He is very superhero of his time and the propaganda esque type. But thing. he's very self deprecating with that. I think. I think he knows his weaknesses. He knows where he's coming from. But I also think he's aware of himself having had the super serum and puts himself as the pious. I'm going to be right. all American guy. Mm. Whereas Iron Man is kind of a bit. Fly- arrogant, egotistical, all those things yeah. and knows that probably Captain could smack him in the face but he would then just outbrain him yeah. and I think that's where the his ego comes in. But Captain America is, is a good story because it's um, it's not redemption but it's just him who's been weak underdog. and strong. Yeah, the underdog. Yeah, the underdog story which is timeless, however he's not an underdog now is he and to be fair if you've got a body like that. Yeah but he's selfless and he's constantly <sighs> wanting to do the right thing but he's also very self-deprecating somebody made a popular culture reference and he openly and in jest of himself says, oh, I got that. Mm. And that's, you know... You can't I, persuade me Iron to Man love is a Captain knob. America, all right? <laughs> put, it, put it this way. I, I like watching Iron Man as a moviegoer, uh, but if I was in the pub with him, he'd probably be wearing the drink that he hadn't bought really? me. Yeah, he oh, thinks I don't know, you know, I think you'd get on. No. I'm, Why I'm, were you I'm, trying to say I'm a narcissistic ass? If you'd have said to me, put money on if you're getting on with Iron Man, I would have said you would have bought him a couple of pints and some pork Because he's funny and you're funny and you're funny yeah. and funny. I don't know, really but funny. I'm not an intellectual, so he'd probably look no. down on me in the same way well, as I he looks cat. I think you're doing a Captain America now and doing yourself down. Absolutely yeah, right. You're not yeah, mad. Exactly. <laughs> No one is on the same level of IQ as him, right? So let's be honest, everybody is dumber. Is going to be b- dumber than him, right? Yeah. He is the most intelligent person in the room and the richest, right? Either way, you're going to be losing. You two would have a lovely pie dinner. You'd hit it off. He won't know all the stuff you know. You won't know all the you stuff he knows. Would. I don't know an awful lot. I'll behave. Spoiler alert. I think he would. Would be would he be having the same pie and dinner a pie and dinner at the same place that you and uh, yes. would be having it? She Hulk. No, not the She Hulk. The Buff Agent Carter. Buff yeah, Agent Carter. Oh, yeah, Captain Britain. Oh, that's yeah, we'd be on the other that. table. We'd just book two tables each. Yeah, um, she'd need a couple of chairs because she's quite. Who would I be on a date with then? Nobody. No. <laughs> On my own. Well, you might eating have, two pies. I think what you I'm happy, with cheeky Loki. <laughs> you might be there waiting for Captain America to turn up, but because he's saving the America with his flag flying, he wouldn't have bothered turning up because you're nothing <laughs> to him. And maybe Coulson. Oh, Coulson would turn up. I would like to be with Coulson. Well, well, there we go. He's dead, so you can't. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, spoilers. Before, it's in this film. It's not yeah. that much of a spoiler. Can we do it? that as a visual for this promo? What? That's the three of us. The three of us. That's dark. The three of us having pie dinners with our respective partners yeah, what like a cut out of Coulson who hasn't bothered turning up because he's like this dad <laughs> with just blood pouring <laughs> from yeah, his yeah, Oh, it would spray. be prior to that. Obviously. I think he would turn up, right? He'd get the prawn cocktail started. <laughs> Hugh Coulson. Yeah. yeah. I think Coulson will go cheap. He's one of those people who'd look at the menu at the prices to go for something okay. that won't be offensive. Bread Whereas Iron Man would just walk in and if he knew you were paying, he'd just go, expensive page, one. Page one. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I think Coulson would turn up for start and go, I've got to go now. Nick Fury's after me. Yeah. And leave you. Well, I'll be having the lols. I'm bathing my mum tonight. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't stay too long. Yeah, in a commode. Oh, Lord. But Those no, corns but he, won't remove themselves. Yeah. I'm doing it with my teeth. Hey. Um, but me and Captain Britain will be having a lovely time, regaling him with my jokes and stuff. Which I'm wrestling. Really yeah. Well, that'll last a couple of seconds. She'll have broken my wrist and that'll be ruined me. I said, you'll owe me for that. But <laughs> you'll have to do it for six to eight weeks. Yeah. You'll have a good time, won't you, with Iron Man? I think you'd be laughing. I would be I hearing do. you having lols. What do the audience think? We should put yeah. a poll out. P- yeah, put Pollard poll Pollard and see poll. what people think. I think you and Iron Man will get on. Ditto. Because, let's be honest, everybody in that group of the Avengers aren't on any level, the level of genius he is. And they do get on a little bit. There's that kind of jokey around camaraderie stuff. I think you'd have the lols, mate. You'd probably stay for dessert and the latte afterwards. Absolutely. You won't be. You'll be on your own crying I would. into a bowl of vanilla. Ice cream. Well, speaking of vanilla... <laughs> Wait, can we talk about the shield vessel? Yeah, the and helipad how awesome, thing. The helicarrier. Awesome. The heli- helicarrier. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. What a brilliant contraption. Contraption? <laughs> Not made in the 1640s. I got bought the helicarrier. What, a real size one? The Lego version. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a cheap item, right? And yeah. due to, for legal reasons, I can't give names, of falling out, it's in their garage. <gasps> I, never, I never got the gift. Oh! No. Yeah. Okay, we, we say it's Sorry, yeah. cool, right? They switch on the cloaking device, which, as I understand it, is just lots of cameras that have make computer invisible. screens yeah. that reflect what's above, below, to make it invisible. Yeah. Why do we accept that that is a great thing when I saw the same thing on James Bond's Aston Martin? Or was it his Aston Martin? I can't remember what. It was his Jag. The Jag, uh, the, the Pierce one. Brosnan one yeah. when he was in Ice World. Yeah. And thought it was the world's shittest uh, and most unrealistic invention ever. The best version of that is the. Have you seen the remake of The Invisible Man? Yeah. To that type of technology they use for the suit. Yeah. Which is a better version of the James Bond one because that was a bit diabolical. Do we accept? Do we accept is a more realistic potential technology now? Is that why? Yeah. We, we sort of go. Yeah, that's fine. Well, no, because that's cool. what the US government are working on is being able to use refractive mirrors to cloak yourself. Okay. And I got Star Trek vibes for the interior of that ship, by the way. On the bridge? Starship, yeah. I mean, it's got a little bit, but I mean, as soon as you start putting huge screens on any type of vessel, it looks a bit Star Trek y because just simply that's your references. And it? the fact that they had all the labs. I thought and it was more stuff. Star Wars y. It was more the Death Star, wasn't it? Mm, it's a bigger space. I think the area they're covering is far bigger than the bridge of the uh, Enterprise. Yeah. yeah, it's more yeah. Death yeah, Star. Yeah, for sure. Because I... arguably you could say Battlestar Galactica as well. But I did like uh, Tony Stark. It, Trying to ask how Fury, <laughs> Fury does see looks the at all of the screens on the left. Yeah. That's why we love Iron Man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He gets away with these things, you see, because essentially Nick Fury could literally throw him off the helicarrier and he's like, well, I've got a suit that flies, so I'm bothered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then, well, Hawkeye gives a shopping list to Loki, uh, who then goes off to Germany oh! and continues his cheeky shenanigans a little bit more. That was a bit sick, though, when he scans the eye. Did he still fall into the cheeky category at this? Um, well, it gave me the neck pain thing again. Oh, did it? Oh, right. Mm. Uh, returned for this particular scene, yeah. Because he didn't need to rip his eyeball out, did he? Shit, that was not good. He had the power to be able to just get that guy and physically force him to do like what a Mission was Impossible necessary. kind of easy way out. But no, Loki mm. just jabs that shit into his eye. Oh, I oh, used to have mad. nightmares of people pulling my eyes out and being able oh. to then put the hand in the the hole, I pull out bags of 
blood oh. and I could always smell it as well it was oh, some horribly vivid weird dreams uh, any psychologist please uh, the two marks at the partition okay. nothing down for you is there go for a pie dinner with a psychologist <laughs> uh, I mean yeah eyes eyes are kind of uh, well the weakest part aren't they really because you can just gouge them yeah so I don't know that was a bit a bit much wasn't it yeah, but it I was. don't know whether that's to show how far he will go, go. because because mm. you and I are going he's cheeky it's like mm, that's a little bit more cheeky and what, what what was the material that they were stealing so they um, needed a, a, was a, it? it was like a conductor in order to harness the power from the tesseract, tesseract. to open up the portal mm. is basically yeah. what it was and why did the Germans have it? So he went to Germany to uh, to basically whip this guy's eyeball out because this guy's eyeball was the passcode for but the door would... to where the metal was being kept. But and why did the Germans have the metal? Well, because they probably had it from when it was kept in... Uh, from. German. Oh, when they made the metal, yeah. yeah I don't German know. Terms. I mean, you're asking... Well, I mean, if you go back... I mean, in... I, I see why you're asking the question, but... The, uh, if the that's a valuable is, metal that could have... That harnessed that... Ha- enabled I think it was probably part of the story. Okay. I don't know whether... I can't... I could be wrong. I mean, to be honest, bearing in mind, humans don't know any of this shit exists. Yeah. It's safe to say they didn't have the metal because they thought it was some weird and wonderful means to open up a portal to somewhere. It was more a type of metal that would help focus and harness the power. Yeah, I don't, let's, let's not forget this, this is a massive MacGuffin in the whole thing. This is the thing that allows you to do the thing. Mm-hmm. So the whole, tes- the whole Tesseract is the MacGuffin that allows all this movie to, to continue where we're going with it. Because at this point we don't know anything more than it's a cube that the Germans have been after. We know that from Thor, and it's been hidden across the eons. And you could argue the reason why um, it's in Germany is because that's um, Tottenheim um, is is that's Norway, isn't it? Forget that. But the Germans were involved in looking for... Well, Red Skulls. Yeah, Red Skull, yeah. So you could argue that when Red Skull was using the power of the Tesseract to power those weapons... It could have been from that time. It could have been from that time, and you don't know what else they were... And maybe the geezer was from Hydra and therefore deserved to lose his eyeball. that's why I was making reference, like, why German, why not some other nationality? Because Germans are all evil. Oh. If you want to be a sponsor, (laughs) Germany... I'm joking. Don't listen. I'm joking. (laughs) But I suppose that's what they're sort of implying. Well, isn't technically, it? English people end up being more villains. Don't well, they, they are yeah. now, but yeah. it was traditionally Germans and Russians, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? And Chinese. And and now we've got a bit more PR, a PC. Just blame, it's, the it's just blame the British because generally most countries do think we're a gang of narsals. But we are great villains. We are. Yeah. We're great. Yeah, okay. Because we're British. That's yeah. why we've dominated the world all yeah. these times best, and best just generally upset everyone. Best and colonial times carnage. ever. Yeah. <laughs> And then, obviously, everybody come... Well, Hawkeye and Black Widow come to capture him at the end. No. Uh, uh, what? What do you mean after well, he's taken the eye? Ge- no, in Germany. Well, Hawkeye goes to get out. the metal. Yeah, Hawkeye goes to get the metal. Oh, yeah. It's Black Widow Black and... Widow. I'll tell you what, your notes are shit. Uh, Captain America. four times. Captain America. I'm getting confused. <laughs> what were you watching? <laughs> Captain were you, America. You weren't watching something about well, self-assembly. She was watching Avengers 1. There's your problem. Did you oh, you're watching the one with the Beep guy. Off. Right, I tell you what you're watching. You're watching the Avengers, the nineteen sixties series with the guy with the bowler hat. Yeah. With the umbrella. Who show no, is this? Sean Connery was. Oz. 
Gosh. <laughs> you made that forgot. That was on the intro as well, <laughs> along with the title. The two marks present. Rewatch. So Hawkeye went and got the metal. Got it. I meant Captain America. Captain America. Bloody and out. And Iron Man and Black Widow. Go and. And was there anyone else in that first one? I think it was them no. three, no, wasn't it? No, just those because they have a bit of a to yeah. do, don't they? Again, yeah. Then they get him on the plane, and then Thor lands on the plane. Oh, Coulson's there as well because he asks Cap to sign oh, yeah. his card, yeah, he doesn't he? Does, yeah. Oh, his baseball card? Oh, yeah. His, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Thor arriving was quite exciting. What do we think about... Because he arrives with his kind of hammer doing a propeller type thing, yeah. and I don't think he needs to do that. Is that yeah. how he flies? He does that? Well, not really. He, he uses it to propel himself, yeah. right? I don't know. It's a bit like Billy, the, you know, the <laughs> Wait, cartoons like... where they have to do it to, before they speed off. Yeah. Like Speedy like... Gonzalez used yeah, to goes, do it before yeah. he went... Hmm. You know, like, your legs are just moving in yeah, situ, yeah. yeah. Road I, I like yeah. how you did your arm movement there. Uh, this is a great scene, by the way, the one where <laughs> Thor comes in and him and Iron Man start having a proper little barney. And particularly because he's... Uh, having a chat with Loki and let me tell you this and then boom oh Loki Loki's reactions in this part just kill me he's just sat back watching this oh he's this. so cheeky at this He'll, point yeah. I mean, all's forgotten about the cheeky. eyeball thing. oh 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 cheeky the, he's cheeky in this point the cheek level is back isn't it I bloody love it I love Loki I'm the massive Loki fan yeah it was funny the whole kicking their ass and then Captain America just dropping by and be like I think that's enough but I think that shows his strength and uh, not to go all Captain America on you both but doesn't this show his strength and power of the shield when both Thor and Iron Man are properly trying to shoot living daylights out of each other with all their might is this in the woods yeah and Cap comes in and goes yeah and puts them both on their ass. Well, he does, but I've got... Because he's the best. I've got a little thing I've put in my additional information here, and I've put, during the fight scene with Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man, after the explosion, you see that super, super shockwave that, like, drops trees, Mm. and it looks like they're blown for miles. Mm. In the next scene, they literally sit next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, hang on a minute, did you get blown away for five miles, or did you go, oh, and fall on the floor? I thought, with the amount of of energy that was released with with the Captain America's shield thing... Because uh, doesn't he punch the shield? He does. And the, the, there's the shockwave from Iron Man punching the shield. Isn't it his sh- is hammer? Th- Thor, yeah. Thor's, Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer and the shield hit each other, yeah. is that right? Yeah. So the shockwave just drops trees, and then next minute they sit next to each other. Put it this way, Captain America wins the Thor three-way. Uh, does he? Totally. No. And he's the first one to go, have you finished now? Come on, let's go get Loki. So it's like basically your dad. Yeah. Yeah, but a cool dad that's no. just won the fight. No. A cool dad who's got Tony Stark's design shield. Well, it oh, wasn't Tony Stark. Oh, yeah, It's not Tony Stark's design shield. Oh, sorry, it's the Howard shield Stark. that Howard Stark designed. <laughs> Tony's dad. Yeah, my mistake. A Stark indeed, Stark, though. A Stark property. Yeah. Yeah, but a Stark, it's not so Tony. So you take your Captain America. So Captain America's gift from the Stark family is what well Tony's saying. suit is powered also by his dad's technology I know but we're not talking about his dad well we are we're, 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 we're basically criticising Cap for having a shield that was made by Howard Stark and yet we're not allowed to critique Iron Man whose suit is powered by the energy design constructed by Howard Stark oh my god although technically it was the because because Tony Stark's invention nearly fucking killed him and made him have to drink green slash black for your benefit-ish. Uh, drink juice. <laughs> drink juice. See, I, lo- I love in the drink juice. Uh, well, yeah, but ultimately, 
Tony Stark's still a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America's still a lovely man. Well, if if suddenly he said, "I want my um, shield back," it's no longer gifted to you. What's he got? Uh, oh, you won the argument. No, mahoosive pecs and biceps. No, no, ladies and And ironically, well, and also, no, I'm not getting involved in this argument because <laughs> I can't properly argue it because we can't talk about the future. <laughs> so, oh, okay. But, who, so, but who also came up with dirty super tricks? Lay them wind. Well, take, take Iron Man away from it. Take Iron Man's suit off him. What does he say? What He's does he fucked. say? What does, ah, but what does Captain America say to him? Shit, can I say this now? No. Put your suit on. Yeah, in one of the early drafts of the script, that's what the writers put him in. Put your suit on. <laughs> well, you've left your fly on done. Um, so that's the thing he does say. I can't. I don't, I don't think I can say no. it because it's, it's in a if future it's in movie. The future, yeah. yeah, no. Cock. Um, <laughs> well, that's not what they say. <laughs> he doesn't say that was an earlier draft. But basically, if you think about it, he has got the super strength. But basically, uh, he's got a shield that is made because you can argue Wakanda mm. is a result. So really, he's not even Howard Stark, is it? Because Howard Stark negotiated getting some uranium, yeah. and it was that's Wakanda. Thanks, you've just argued my point. I appreciate that. I've mate. argued your yeah, point. How did you just talk point? yourself out of winning that argument? Well, he didn't talk himself out. He just made it continue a to perfectly work. cogent just argument. Let's just. Agree that we'll Latham get, won. We'll, we'll, come, we'll edit out the last <laughs> part. Whatever. We'll come back to this because I'm sure there'll be another thing that revisits. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, we're back on board the helipad, and yes. this. Uh, well, we mentioned it earlier, didn't we? Old Natasha giving Loki a bit of a run for his money, and mm. Loki, who loves the sound of his own voice, uh, is just singing like a canary. When he's in the cell, yeah, yeah. I mean, that cell obviously was des- well. She said, doesn't she, about the cell being designed. By for someone more powerful than you, which is basically Hulk, isn't it? Mm. Now, is it this? Am I correct in remembering that there was a gas being pumped into the ship at this point? Or there was a gas that was making them all angsty and angry at one another. No, it wasn't. It the Mind Stone from the set. It was the Mind Stone, yeah. was it? Yeah, I knew it was something that was. It was setting them off again because yeah. they have a big row in the science lab, don't they? Yeah. They Are do. you impressed that I knew the answer to that? Yeah, that was good. Now I am impressed. Was that on the fourth watch? That was on the third watch, and we confirmed on the fourth watch. Okay, for your information. But of course, the the uncover phase two, which you mentioned again earlier, mm-hmm. which is the you give a government weapons, and what are they going to do? Make more weapons? Yeah, bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Insightful. Yeah. Moving on. on. Got a lot of notes on that one. <laughs> Well, it was inevitable that that was going to happen, but obviously he justifies it as every government in the world would. Well, what does I say? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, fortunately, uh, whilst they're all bickering and bitching at one another, the heli doodah isn't attacked by Hawkeye. Yeah. And his band of merry men. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can I ask a question? Why you seem to be running the notes on this? Why are we not? I know. Them? Yeah, we're, we're going to say. This yes, is the yeah. second recording in a row where you've taken the notes. Well, this is your rewatch. <laughs> no, not his. Yes, quite right. And you've probably watched it more than he has. No, fuck all about it. <laughs> we'll continue down the line. No, I'm, I'm actually really impressed because he normally has on the back of a postage stamp. And I haven't gone. 
to the scenes like that anyway. So okay, well, like, well, let's go. go no, 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 no. I like, it, I like his format. Yeah, yeah, I like I'm your impressed format. With, I'm overly impressed with it because I've never had that before. I will do your format next time. You're you're spoiling me on this. Uh, it's only taken several years to achieve this. <laughs> But no, I like the format because you're running it in chronological order, aren't you? Well, uh, yeah, Roughly, yeah. That, that, that's the full extent of my well, notes. I, yeah, I will do it like that because there are some scenes maybe that I would have picked up on that you didn't. Well, what are those then? But I can't remember. Well, we can't go. Well, we anywhere. can't go back till. Can you remember any? No. I've got the eye of Agamotto, so I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I look lights up. You'll have to post a picture on the old socials. Yeah. Wearing it. Wearing it with my big cloak. Yeah. Oh, so I might have a cloak, actually. Oh, there you go. My wizardry cloak. Check yeah. out social media for the yeah, picture I'll, in the um, next few weeks. I'll get that sorted. Okay, cool. I'll get right on that. All right, back on, back on it. So what, 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 chronologically we're up to date, why were you, where Wait, were so we? where are we with your... No, we were up now. to where uh, Hawkeye attacks the Harry Carrier to free Loki. Yeah, which is a badass scene anyway, because they all start coming on. But it's a really sad scene, isn't it? Why is it? Tell everyone. Because Coulson died. I know. I'm, I, when I, when you I You must have asked this, me about 12 times, is he really dead? I know, and I, was like, yeah. I did. I really did. I did. I was like, please tell me this is one of the things where he just magically wakes up at the end of it. And he was like, no, no. dude, the guy's no. dead. Dead. My heart broke. I cried a little bit inside for this because I love Coulson and I thought he was going to be there forever. And it was done by who? Loki. Now, is that cheeky Loki or the other Loki? <sighs> cheeky, yeah, Loki. I just it? chose when I do my rankings later to just disregard the fact that he <laughs> did <of> this. <laughs> disregard the extreme badness. Yeah, the eyeball and the murder. Cold blooded murder of a perfectly nice man yeah. with no superpowers. Yeah, yeah, I, I have disregarded that part for the purposes of my ranking, but <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Beneathly, <laughs> yeah. even. <laughs> That is amazing. I mean, to be fair, I did also agree that I think he's quite a cheeky chappy, but I also am well aware that he wouldn't hesitate to kill anyone or cheat to achieve. That's why his he's objective. a bad ass baddie, though. He's up there in the villains. Yeah, I mean, the, bloody love you know, him for that. Um, he is a good. He's a. He's he needs. A force he knows what he needs with. to get done, and he does what he needs to do to get it done. At this point, he is by a country mile the best baddie in the MCU. Massive. We're not allowing. Are we allowed? Because you've seen Loki. Are we not? No. But even without, having, even without having seen anything else, Loki's brilliant. If in you this hadn't film. seen anything else, then what would you have thought? Matt. We know he's cheeky, but it's hard to say what you thought because you've not seen. Well, true. Because we are tarnished by the fact we've seen half uh, of these things. No, actually, maybe you are right. Maybe I am a little bit tarnished because I absolutely like. Well, think I'm Loki's not. Brilliant. Going, going back to the first time I watched the Avengers, I came out of it absolutely loving Loki. I enjoyed him in the first. Thor movie, but mm. in this one came out thinking that was fantastic because he's he's a proper baddie with what he does, mm. but he's also got that Loki esque cheekiness about him, mischievousness, and, and in a in a comic booky kind of way. So the there are some the scenes in this film are some of the best scenes in the MCU when you include all twenty plus movies. The one where Hulk starts throwing around like handbag. That's brilliant. Is oh, that's amazing. Hilarious. That's that's Loki at his prime. He's standing there. He is this evil um, dictor, dictic, dictatorial uh, ruler wannabe, and then just gets slammed like a bitch. Yeah. And 
is left in a crumpled mess, making a very cartoony, comic booky, oh, wheezy noise. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, the uh, Roadrunner type thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, Coyote. I mean, even that though has an Iron Man thing where Tony Stark says, "We've got a Hulk." And then he just gets battered, doesn't he, all over the show? And then he just goes at the end. I mean, he's he's one of the top villains in the MCU. I think so for many reasons because I think you look at him and you go, "Who are you?" Like, do you know I mean you're some British um, god, Norse god? And then you realise that he actually has the power to do X, Y, Z. He's layered, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah because you... looking just looking at him, you wouldn't expect him to be capable of doing everything that he does. Yeah, and he, but he thing looks is, so is, normal. He's clever, and because of the mischievousness and the manipulative approach he has, he forges alliances because the Chitauri aren't his army. No, but he's managed to persuade them yeah. to fight his war. Yeah. yeah, but he flips, doesn't he, between all the different Lokis? Yeah. The, the evil maniacal one the cheeky chappy mischievous one even the one that's got a bit more dare I use the word but humanity to him yeah he kind of flips and because he's a complex character with those things that makes him that really good baddie yeah, yeah. he he's well i think he's whatever would get him out of a, a tight situation. situation and him him that i mean he could call him a sociopath um, he's probably what's known as a dark triad, but he he has all those elements that he's not psychopathic, he's more sociopathic. With a, he's got a pathology to him, um, but but different to the Joker, mm. not the Joker of the film. Yeah. <laughs> so ignoring the fact that Coulson's died at the hands oh, of the cheeky chap. Well, this has then spurted on the team to go do what they need to do. Well, before it? then, you've got Cap and Iron Man working well together yeah. to get the engines going again. Yes, true. And the see this again with the Avengers. Each each member of the Avengers knows their own role. It's the unspoken word, isn't it? Each yes. one of them adds something to the group. So in the, independently, each one of them has got a valuable um, skill or trait or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. But as a collective, they all bring something to the group. And although there's probably going to be people bouncing off each other because of characteristics and, and ego, they all fall in line, don't they? There's no real, um, when they're in a group fight, whatever, there's no one going, oh, well, I'm off doing my own thing. They're all working together, yeah. even though they might have little micro disagreements because Captain is, a, I would say, an alpha personality. They're all alphas. They're all alphas, Yeah, they're all alphas, aren't they? Aren't they? Yeah. Um, and teamwork makes the dream work, so well, they've already... Well, not necessarily in this occasion, because uh, Hulk causes bloody murder and mental, then disappears on the thing. Yeah. Nearly kills Natasha in the process. Yeah. Uh, and that even scene, gives Thor a bit of a kick in. It does, yeah. That scene when Natasha's running and Hulk's coming after, that's a brilliant scene, by the way. Why? Because the graphics in that is just mega. I loved it. Okay. Well, there's no eye in team, but there is an eye in pie. And we like pie, don't we? Yeah, clearly. Well, there's actually Especially five in individual brilliance, just okay. to tell you. All right, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the the fact the way that they the Cap and uh, Iron Man get the motors running again is pretty good. Yeah, that's a that's a good fast paced scene. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, with the um, propellers not working. Yeah, and we're only really halfway through the film at this point. So Loki escapes and they figure out his plan and everyone's been distributed far and wide. So Hulk's in a field somewhere, Thor's in a field somewhere. Um, well, they've dropped that cell, haven't they? Yeah. So Hulk's in that, isn't he? No, Thor's in that. Thor, no, Thor's in the cell and Hulk just lobbed himself out of the, right. the, yeah. the plane. Uh, everyone's sulking on the ship. Loki's escaped. Hawkeye's been captured. Which yes. is good because that was quite good. The fight scene between Natasha and and, and 
Clint. Yeah. And that's all the more so when you now know their relationship yeah. further down the line, because they're like busy mates. Yeah. Well, that's where the Budapest... Budapest. Yeah. ...comes in. You don't really know too much about it, just that they are fond of each other. Yeah. Well, you do after when he's he's in the recovery room afterwards, and that, that is quite hard hitting watching them two fighting yeah. when you know that they're, they're buddies. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I've, this is only halfway through. You've got them, and it doesn't feel this is the thing. The, no. the Marvel movie, you're just that engrossed in it, just watching it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen next. It feels like you've had this massive blockbuster film up to this point. Mm. It, <clears throat> is this the point where um, Tony Stark realizes that Loki's gone to his tower? Because I thought that that was a really funny scene. Yeah, that made me laugh. He wants a big tower with his name all over it. Oh shit! Or whatever he says, brilliant. Yeah. He wants he wants a a massive massive skyscraper with knobhead written on the side of it. Uh, where's he gonna go? Oh wait, I'm a knobhead and I've got a big skyscraper. Yes, that's me. <laughs> brilliant scene. Again, the beauty of Iron Man. Well, that's Stark Tower, isn't it? Which gets renamed yeah. Avengers Tower, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't know that. No, but it, at the end of the whole film, there's only an A on it, so you kind of assume it. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. there's only A at the end of the fight scene. Yeah, no, that, but I, I wouldn't necessarily have assumed oh, they'd turn it into. I Avengers assumed thing. that that would have been the case. Okay. Well, it just so happens that the A that's left does look reminiscent of the logo of Avengers Absolutely. Assemble, but you wouldn't have known that because you've only seen the film four times and never <laughs> knew the name of the film. So, yeah. <laughs> we 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 then move on to what. I, I call it Act 3, but it was kind of... Act, two and a half. It's two and a half, because it's a gargantuan act. Because that's nowhere near anywhere where we're kind of picking up any pace of what's going on, really, are we? No. And it's a phenomenal thing. It starts with us being introduced to the new suit, which is a nice upgrade, by the way. The Iron Man suit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. What when did he jumps you think, off the building? Ish, because you're, you're like fanboy number, fangirl number one of the old Iron Man. Yeah, love love it is that when he puts the bracelets on you love a good bracelet as long as it matches the outfit yeah yeah because he basically jumps off the building doesn't he and he's got that suitcase he's like, he ignite, ignite. did he get pushed or did he jump I think he, he got pushed I, 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 I can't thought, remember I, I thought he just falls back or something well, however it ends up he, he ends up falling off the building I mean that takes some stones and also confidence that your technology works doesn't it yeah can you imagine if it was a Microsoft product Oh. oh, the bugs on that. Yeah. He'd be halfway down, he'd be like, You'd have to reboot oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't even be going, Doing the latest update. Oh, <laughs> you know, for three hours. <laughs> and then you'd be dead. Done. Don't worry about uh, Windows 11. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I thought it was pretty impressive because it's the first time you see sort of a, an ancillary um, deposit of where his suit comes from because he has that massive. We saw the suitcase, didn't we, in Iron Man 2? And then this time now, each time he's getting a different iteration of the suit, it's getting a bit more advanced again. And I suppose the other thing for that is every time we see it, what the, what the fans don't want to see is the same old, same old. Mm. That's it, let's be honest, any reason... Well, they don't want him sitting on a bench, pulling on the Iron Man boot, <laughs> which he has, to take off. he has to take <laughs> off because he's got two thicker socks on. Yeah, oh, and then you have to do your shoelaces up. Like, I'll be there in a minute, don't worry. And then he, he forgets that he could have probably done with an extra lace to stop these nipples rubbing on the inside, so he has to take it all off again to put it all back on. So he's vas- he's Vaseline on. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there might have still been some sugar from the last time he wore it. And it <laughs> oh, can you imagine if you've got Vaseline and sugar? Oh, dude, that's, not, that's, like, that's like torture, isn't it? <laughs> You got like sugary nipples, which is the name of my um, lap dancing name. <laughs> is sugary nipples working tonight? 
No, Vaseline is. <laughs> but but no, it's. A, I enjoyed the. I always liked the suit ups. Do you? I love them. Yeah, but that's because I love Iron Man. <laughs> You've got that. <laughs> the technology is fantastic. The bracelets is good, and it's yeah, not it's beyond. Brilliant. Well, okay, it is a little bit maybe. But. <laughs> But it's not, I'm going to say beyond the realms of reality, but it is a little bit at the moment <laughs> that a, a bracelet will contain an entire suit of armour. Well, it didn't contain an entire suit. It well, was also a homing beacon, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, but there's the... So they, the suit flies to the homing beacon, which is it. They lock on to them, don't and they? And then they and lock then on they, at then key they go, points. So that totally could could be realistic. Yeah, in, in the year 2073, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, but, I mean, we can work on that. Yeah. No, I loved it. Great. And then we've got the big fight. I mean, there's no other way of describing it, is there? No, it's brilliant. Sometimes Act Threes in films can be a little bit overwhelming when there's just lots of fighting and noise. I have to say that at no point do I feel that that's what happens here. This feels like a really well-structured, story-based massive fight scene at the end. Everybody gets their showtime in this, which it's, is wonderful. Yeah, it's very it's well choreographed, n- yeah. isn't it? Not one no person. One it. Yeah, correct. They have that Michael Bay... Um, panning shot of where they all kind of come back together and yeah. group, and you just see them panning all ready to do something. And then you've got that other bit with the, which is a, it's not a meme, but it's on YouTube with the most excited extra of all time. Have you seen that? No. no. There's a there's a clip at that scene when the Chitari start firing at the road, and you've got this extra who is literally belting it. I mean, people are running, but he's sprinting. Well, can we can we get this clip and put it on our social medias yeah. for people? Yeah, he's the most excited extra of all time. <laughs> I mean, if anyone else wanted to be on airtime, you'd probably run, but you wouldn't run as fast as this guy does. <laughs> he's run like he shat himself. Can't wait to see this. Yeah, I'll... Um I'll pull it Share, up. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, Pollard was also saying about that panning around of all of the Avengers that you loved that, didn't you? It's such a powerful it's shot. It's an epic shot. Along with the Hulk movie. swinging Loki around, that's one of those mm. scenes that is one of the creme de la cremes of, of the whole the, universe. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you kind of know the, those strong scenes when you get the hairs on the back of your neck stand up or your yeah. spine tingles because mm. you think you just know what's coming. They've got they've regrouped now. They've they've had the little bit of fights on their own thing, and mm. now they're together. That's the whole, and that's the whole point, isn't it? They've assembled, yeah. And that that's the culmination of somebody having an idea that Iron Man was going to be a good thing to do, and this now seven movies on is all of them, mm. and each one of them doesn't fail to disappoint. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, it's just that's and plays a really to good their moment. strength, and it's yeah. nice that they then have said like Captain. America becomes like the leader of, of some sort. They allow him to make the, the call as to how it it's going to be. It becomes the brains. They, they, they start to find where they fit into the jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. So they have identified his leadership. They're all, they're all having a pissing contest over the same thing on the helicarrier. Whereas here they seem to have found what their strengths are. Yeah. So you've got Cap, who's obviously trained as the army and is highly intelligent but trained for that specific reason, is able to fire out commands and come up with strategies and plans very quickly and efficiently. You've got Iron Man who's able to utilise his technology and his intelligence to use his technology in the right way. You've got Hulk who's just a battering ram. And it, it, it everyone yeah. starts to find their niche in the team, don't yeah, they? Can I say that actually Captain America saying to Hulk, just go and smash, that was actually quite funny. Yeah. And he was handing out all everybody's to-do lists. Well, the other thing is, I'll if you think about that. it, the thing with Captain America is, which we haven't touched upon, is 
his experience knowledge is quantitative because he's over 100 years old. Right. So if you think... Well, of, he's been asleep for a lot of that period. Well, most people have as well. <laughs> people who run, run countries have been asleep behind the wheel, but... This, oh, just sit on the mobile phone all day. <laughs> yeah, but no, but he... I mean, you are right, he's been on ice, but he's still... He's got all of the knowledge of what he has in the 40s and then what he's experienced with waking up now uh, when, when Nick Fury got him and everyone else, and he's obviously been learning what he can in between. So he's got all that knowledge. And I suppose, think about it in terms of just on... Forget the knowledge, it's just on his age. The respectful thing when I was a kid is you look up to your old elders, Spot and on. he's technically the oldest in the group. And he looks the youngest, and he's buff as fuck. Well, that's Oil of Ole, who are not a sponsor. Or Cavornia. Cavornia. <laughs> They'd like to be a sponsor too. Yeah, or, I've bought yeah. enough of it over the last few weeks. Yeah, or losing anyone who does lozenges. But he's a boss, so maybe that's why. And also, if you're an egotist, um, I'm I'm gonna go. You know what, mate? Just I don't want the responsibility. Just I'll just be, go. Yeah. Just because, because he would, because all I'm would do is go. I'll solve the problem because I'll just make another suit. Yeah, and I'll buy the company that's being the knobhead. Don't let's not go back to this. Iron Man is king. Thing. Iron Man is. He's king, not a king. He just no, he just he does things differently. He's an alpha characteristic that's allowing. He allows Captain America to run it because he's thinking I can't be asked. I've got a business to run. Exactly. I'll just make because he basically payroll. He he funds everything to do with the Avengers. But everyone's got their own. All guys on the top of the. Uh, building, spotting people, firing his funky weapons. Black Widow's just doing whatever she wants to do because she's just jumping around things. and kicking ass and and killing it. Everyone's doing a thing that's best suited to their skill sets, and that's nice. Plus, it's all backed up by that wicked theme tune. I mean, the the, 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 the Avengers theme tune yeah. is just amazing. Yeah, it's good. It is, don't you think? It is nice, yeah, but I just love how excited you get when you talk about this. Well, I get, I love that you get dead excited with the theme tune of Marvel, to be honest. Well, I do. Every time I watch the beginning of it, I sing it, don't I? You do, yeah. But it, it, it's that? like a... That At the top of his voice, like... But... But it's like a it's like a cake, isn't it, with its layers? And and yeah. so that scene with the Avengers, you've got the camera panning round, you've got the shit going on in the background, you've got the stars of the show all now together as a fighting unit, as a team. Then you have got this tune blaring, and it's no wonder the hairs on the back of your neck are sticking up. Yeah, I thought the Avengers tune was dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Whatever you're saying, I agree that I think that music is really really dramatic and powerful, and also buys into more of of the characters because you know when that music's playing. Shit's about to get real. You know, on Star Wars, music is one of these things oh, that absolutely. everyone, yeah. like Michael Myers with the Halloween. You know, when that piano starts playing, yeah. something's going to go wrong. And the same with the Imperial March. Yeah, you, you, certain music conjures a thought, emotion, feeling. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So all they're doing is tapping into all of the emotions of any fanboy yeah. or girl and going, "Here we go! Is Avengers coming?" Well, this is what makes Marvel so amazing. The the soundtrack to every single movie has been absolutely epic you cannot fault it the CGI has slowly got better and better in this film it was definitely better than it has been in previous films yeah but like you and and the humor it it, all of these things just make Marvel films just it's the well the humor is a great thing that you've picked up on there that is very much what 
separates it out from the DC universe is that light hearted so. that ability for, for Thor to be standing toe to toe with the likes of Iron Man and Captain America and Nick Fury fighting the corner of why they shouldn't go after his brother until he goes yeah we killed someone he went oh he's adopted yeah he's- it's just little things like that which just yeah. instantly lighten the mood of what could otherwise be a really serious Heavy, scene yeah yeah, because it turns into heavy salad, doesn't it? It's yeah. the levity of of that moment that actually it's serious, but uh, and you're going to deal with it, but you're not actually going to get the viewer bogged down in all of that emotional turmoil. Yeah, because you want to drive the story forward, and not get caught up in the fact that Loki's stolen someone's eyeball. Mm. Can I can I just mention that it made me happy that um, Black Widow was the one that got in touch with Eric and then saved the world essentially because she knocked out the Tesseract's power. Well, you say that, that but, uh, you know, on the world. basis you're on Team Iron Man, what, what, are we Iron slightly skirting no, about the I'm, fact that he found himself into space with a nuclear missile? That was good, yeah. but I think good. she played a pivotal... With no plan to get back. No, but I think she played a pivotal part in that, which was good as the only female character is what I'm trying to say. Well, we shouldn't be worried about the female aspect. We should be worried about the fact that she played an integral part. It doesn't she matter did, what gender uh, she is. No, but I mean, because we've been saying all along that the females are not as powerful, but actually she's really powerful. Oh, she is, but I mean, it was Iron Man, really, who kind of save the world Iron Man did save the world and I love Iron Man so she Iron just Man turned a switch well, off, Captain she? America told him to do it so he saved the world <laughs> whilst <laughs> also pointing fingers and being like a project manager or just a dictator but even that yeah I mean I'm sure Hitler did that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, just do that just do that alright mate yeah. yeah Yeah. man down the pub told me but yeah. she just turned a switch off really it's like pulling the cable out of your computer what ifs? It was still the thing that closed <laughs> she the did. thing. It was, she used the septic, it wasn't even a yeah. septic. It was yeah, just she stole one she found it off, on the yeah. floor. She stole it and threw it at something. Whereas Iron Man's physically got an, a nuclear, nuclear well, warhead. Hum- he's basically humping. He's humping. He is, he's yeah. humping. He's riding a rocket, right, that could destroy New York. Let's get this into perspective, <laughs> right? Millions of people. And he flies into into space, right? He's never been. He's going in the wrong direction towards an alien vessel yeah, with lots of bad literally people. literally flying towards an army, a uh, uh, yeah. Because he's arrogant and confident enough that he's going to be able to do it. Well, that's he didn't what know he's how he's going to get back. Ah, his suit is failing, right? But Jarvis that's happened is... before in Iron Man 1 or 2, where he's gone all the way up and he's like, oh shit, that yeah, was starting to freeze. Yeah, but he fell back down, down to, to earth. Yeah, there was no was... gravity in space. Yeah, yeah. but then he's re- rectified that, hasn't he, on the second so go? So therefore, but the point is, though, when he was testing it in the test subjects you're talking about in Iron Man 1, he ruined his, his wonderful cars doing that, but he's only fallen from the equivalent of falling off the roof here. He hasn't fallen from bloody space and also when he's in space the suit he's got isn't space designed which is obviously you don't know what happens next but the suit he's got isn't made for space so he's just floating around he hasn't got any thrusters so he's just been doing this yeah but he didn't die see. so it doesn't matter well, even his wee holder's not working wee holder's not working Jarvis is going I can't I can't have a too wee now too much liquid too much liquid yeah that's yeah. what he says overload no but he, he doesn't die fish <laughs> He doesn't die, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but spoilers, it doesn't matter. She's just turned the, the, turn the 50p in the meter right, off. He's saved the okay, world. I love Iron Man anyway, yeah, so I we'll just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Captain America is just pointing fingers and going, Indeed. get that done, lad. Well, have you got anything else on your note? I've done my notes. Uh, I'm ready to move on to the next bit, so it's more a case of what you have on your notes that we haven't touched upon. No, that's pretty much it. Oh, let's go to half year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you're doing all the heavy lifting. I mean I mean let's go back to the thing you opened with. You've seen this four times. 
You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> and, and we've managed to cover it with my shitty notes. If he, right, if he can just, if he can sort this out in chronological order, right? And not not know what's going on. How is it with your show? <laughs> it's not my show. It's your show. It's not, you oh, just, I see what you're doing now. We okay? Okay. Using your because yeah. you, I just said whose show, and you said it's, it's our show. Your show. We so just let you be involved. Exactly. <laughs> well, so. let's move on to the favourite bit anyway, which is the rankings bit. Wait, what about his Easter eggs? Well, because of you. Well, okay. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. So um, let's move on to my second favourite bit, <laughs> which is the Easter eggs. So uh, Easter Easter eggs and additional information. Uh, there's not loads I'm going to cover. Simply that for, you can actually mention it. <laughs> well, there's some that I had and I can't mention them, which nope. was them. So what I had in the uh, additional information was I'd worked out the teams across the whole thing, but then I realised the only one I can tell you is this one, <laughs> which you already know. So as time goes on. Uh, this will become surplus to requirement because you'll already know the teams because you'll have watched those films. But what I did um, have for you is the Avengers legacy dates back to a million years BC when Odin, and interestingly enough, Agamotto, which is the gift you got me of the Eye of Agamotto, uh, Phoenix, along with the early versions of Black Panther, Ghost Rider, Iron Fist, and Starbrand, they re- they united to form a team uh, against the renegade celestial known, known as Fallen. Mm. And then later, Nick Fury assembled a team of Avengers to take down the Third Reich. Uh, and then in the comics... Uh, during the heroic age, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man and the Wasp made their debuts as superheroes and they answered a call and we mentioned it on the Hulk podcast to help Rick Jones at the Hulk's friend and they helped the Hulk. So that's how far back it goes in terms wow. of the, the that little thing. So I can't tell you anymore because that's obviously you haven't seen it. Uh, East, Easter eggs. Um, as I mentioned earlier in our recording, the Hulk film that none of you liked was uh, referenced when Bruce Banner says that he was going to kill himself, but the other guy got the bullet out. Yeah. Uh, that's the reference to the post credit scene that was in the Blu-ray version of the 2008 film. Uh, Huggin and Munin, which are the two um, the two birds that fly around ravens, okay. which are in the comics. They're the ravens that Odin has to keep an eye on things. Okay. During the fight scene that we spoke about where... Um, Thor's hammer hits Captain America's um, shield they are seen flying around and Odin obviously sends them around to keep an eye on things uh, particularly in in the comics Um, so you can see that there's a cameo which people didn't realise from the person who played Hulk in the 60s 70s show Lou Ferrengo Uh, when they were trying to work out the noise of the sound effects they used his grunt uh, from his Hulk and so when you hear the Hulk grunting it's Lou Ferengo <laughs> probably having a poo or something I don't know um, he needs more fibre in his diet to be fair I sound like the Hulk sometimes life model decoy not enough fibre <laughs> too much info not enough fibre <laughs> yeah I was probably getting rid of that USB again that's where the info was uh, the life model decoy is referenced uh, right at the beginning of the film um, with with the uh, Agents Coulson mentioning about um, sort of Tony when he, when he goes to visit Tony Stark and he says, "Now I'm a life model decoy." Mm. This plays a huge part in the MCU. I'm not going to go into it further, but it's actually established in this film about life model decoys, um, which is one of the ways they um, sort of the technology they use for various things. I can't really say much to be fair because it kind of gives too much away uh, if you watch 
any of the ancillary shows. Uh, Project 42, uh, not to be confused with the meaning of life, is the designation to the building that was um, kind of related to Project Pegasus, uh, which is what you see in the opening scenes that's destroyed at the very beginning. Uh, this is a reference to the Civil War storyline in the comics. Um, and the reason why it's called Project 42 is because that is the storyline which Iron Man helps develop an extra-dimensional prison for villains uh, and also potentially heroes that have got a bit rogue. And they'd finished uh, Project 41 on the Friday. That's true, yeah. And they just carried on with their more money. This is probably more one for people who've seen the film Alien. Uh, there's a word. There's a sentence that's said to when... Um, there's. The, 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 the sentence are you an alien was mentioned by Harry Dean Stanton who for, friend, for fans of the alien film is the, one of the characters in, in the, the doomed Nostromo okay. ship and he's obviously saying it um, when Hulk falls from the sky he asks him are you an alien mm. but that's just kind of an inside joke to the film Aliens alright oh, um, and then oh the Budapest is referenced yeah. Budapest that one as well so that we get a more more backstory to them fighting, and we see how their fighting skills. And there's a bit of screen on in the helicarrier. Carry, there's a screen showing them fighting that could well be them fighting in Budapest. Sound like Sean Connery. Budapest. Budapest. What? There's not on the end. Budapest. Yeah. But right. Okay. And then it's kind of a, an unofficial MC Marvel crossover, and only because the waitress at the end of the film, and I'm assuming it's the Swarma, she's the voice of um, Terra, one of the Teen Titans. All right, because I wondered why they focused on her. Yeah. It felt like she was a thing or a person. Correct. And, yeah. She's um, the voice in the com- in the cartoon. Of, so there's there's a real action one on uh, Netflix of t- of Titans, which is off the comics Teen Titans. Um, she was the voice of one of them. Um, and then some factoids, some quick round factoids, just for time. Uh, Captain America wasn't part of the original team. Um, he obviously was, wasn't found till later when they were looking for um, Namor, the Submariner. And then he happened to be fr- fr- frozen and thawed out to replace um, Hulk, who had left. Hmm. So he wasn't really in the lineup. Uh, Wasp came up with the name The Avengers um, in the comics. And what else? Oh, the interesting thing, the Avengers was trademarked by Marvel in 1970. Cool. Uh, but the thing wasn't, which is why the film was called Marvel's uh, Avengers Assemble, is because of some legal wranglings due to the British 70s series, mm. they'd already trademarked the Avengers. So when the film came out in the UK, they weren't allowed to use that, so they called it the Avengers Assemble, which actually is better. Mm. Um, and... Because it was that other film, wasn't there, with Sean Connery, and where there was the where the, was it? No, that's, that's right. Well, that the was the Avengers. film of that was the film of that popular TV show. Yeah. So that was what that was. It didn't do very well, unfortunately. No. It was a bit naff. Well, thank you very much for those, sir. Uh, now my favourite part of the show, uh, which is our ranking. So uh, each episode, what we do is we have an opportunity to mark the score out of 10 and put it into ranking order as against all the films we've seen up to this point. What we also get to do is rank our top 10 favourite Marvel characters. Now we can move our characters around within that top 10 uh, whenever they're in the film that we've just watched. Now obviously because everyone was in this particular film, we can have a right good spring clean of the old top 10. Uh, So... 
Um, who wants to go first this time? Because why don't you go first? Shall I go first this time? Okay. So uh, prior to this, my rankings was Iron Man was number one uh, with nine out of ten. Captain America eight out of ten. Thor eight out of ten. Iron Man two eight out of ten. Going a bit consistent, a bit boring. Captain Marvel seven, and then finally the fake Hulk uh, four out of ten. I'm going to give Avengers Assemble 10 out of 10, and it goes in at number one. Okay. Now, I know Laden will be going, no, you can't say 10 out of 10 because you've got nowhere to go. But actually, you can, because this is a perfect movie as far as I'm concerned. It has everything in it. It has action. It has comedy. It has emotional gravitas. It's nicely paced. It's exciting. And it it tees everything up to move on to the next stage. There is nothing I don't like about this film, and I still love watching it as much now as I did when I first saw it. So this goes in as my number one, and a by a clear margin, even though it's only one mark better than Iron Man. Wow, cool. So with that in mind, uh, should we go to you now, Ish? Yeah. Go on. Fine. Um, what are my rankings? Just remind everybody. You've got, at the moment, you've got Iron Man... 9 out of 10, Iron Man 2, 8 out of 10, Thor, uh, 7 out of 10, Cap America, 7 out of 10, Captain Marvel, 6, and Hulk, 1 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> I'll say you were very sensibly marking it there. <laughs> okay, um, excellent movie, primarily because everything that you've been, that I've been watching so far comes together and that was all, like, mega. Um, I am giving this 9 out of 10 and it's going above Iron Man. Simply, why am I not giving it a 10 out of 10? Because I just feel like there is a little bit more to give and I don't want to peak at this point. What? Well, what is the thing to give? I feel like I was very excited about Thanos in the post-credit spoiler and I feel like the introduction of him is going to lead to the 10 but I don't want to preempt yeah, the 10 prior to that. Yeah but you can have, you can have two 10 out of 10 movies yeah, and I'd, say that one 10 out of 10 was better than look, the other 10 out of 10 because I mean you've got two 7 out of 10 movies here. I know but the thing is this film had one baddie if there's more than one baddie I feel like that's going to make it a 10. There was loads of baddies the Chitauri were baddies. They weren't in Hawkeye it for long was enough. A they, no, he wasn't really a baddie. He was consumed Thanos by was the a baddie. Thing. Thanos is a baddie, but he was in it for two minutes. Anyway, it's my ranking. Well, Nine out of ten. What's it like to be accused of not ranking properly? <laughs> Terrible, obviously. All right, Latham, you shout. Oh, God. Agree with me. So I'm. I really enjoyed this. Well, should we go through your list first? Have you got your list there? Yeah, yeah I've got it up. I've got it go up. on then. So, I, uh, so my current rankings are Iron Man nine out of ten, Iron Man two eight out of ten, Captain Marvel eight out of ten, Captain America seven out of ten, Thor is also seven out of ten, and Hulk is six out of ten. Okay. So I um, mirror the comments you made. Uh, really good movie. Had all the things, all the bells and whistles. Amazing movie. I didn't say really good movie. I said amazing movie. Well, whatever you said, I also mirror that. So it was amazing, really good movie. I am going to score it at nine out of ten. <laughs> And the reason why... You're both idiots. So the reason why is because what I always say is, if I had scored this 10 out of 10, which I could have, right, if I was basing it on... See, mine is a tactical score. I'll make no bones about it because I am aware of what I've seen after this. Yeah, no, but no, but to counter this argument that you've got, you've got Iron Man 2 8 out of 10 and Captain Marvel 8 out of 10, but you have ranked them in which of those two 8 out of 10. So being pedantic... 
if we were to allow a point to go after that eight, you have theoretically said that Captain Marvel is 8.1 and Iron Man is 8.2. They're still technically out of 10, but you've given one a higher ranking than the other. So, uh, yeah, so, so why can't I, you do that with 10 out of 10 films? Well, I would probably have to do that if I voted 10 out of 10 several times, which I haven't. No, but how is this not a 10 out of 10 film? Because it's just not a 10 out of 10, Mark. Because it has to be, for me, personally, you know, I mean, if you want to score mine as well, that's fine. Yeah, but I'm and scoring, mine. I'm scoring. This is not the Mark Pollard uh, rewatch, by the way. <laughs> well, it ought to be, because you two are idiots. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> she's watched it four times, so she's got, she should know. I know what there is to come, and I know... That this, if it was just on for those seven films and nothing came after, it'd be a ten out of ten. But more did come, and there's one film. That yeah, but more a, came because of the amazing groundwork that this film placed. Fine, yeah. but it's nine out of ten. It's going above. It's not a Iron one Man. out of ten. Exactly, it's a nine out of ten. That's a bloody good score. We're talking about twenty-four movies or whatever we're at 25. now. Twenty-five. Right, moving on to what I'm sure will be an equally frustrating uh, Yeah, so you characters. should go first, Pollard. Yeah. Get it out of your system. Because clearly you know. Yeah. So um, I have got three move, moving movements or new entries uh, into my top ten. So my favourite characters are, number one, Captain America. Surprised. Yeah, and number two, Iron Man. Number three, Thor. Number four, Loki. Uh, number five is Black Widow. So those haven't changed from previous. New in at number six is Hawkeye. Okay. Because I love Hawkeye. I think he justifies moving into the top ten in this film because he's a great character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk 2, as I've put him down, he goes in at seven. Okay. Uh, Nick Fury's at eight. Agent Coulson has moved up a few places back into the top ten at nine. And then Justin Hammer is clinging on at 10, but I'm sure he'll drop out at some point when we get another new cool character. Wow. So those are my newbies. Uh, What about you, Ish? Okay. Do you want to just run through what my old ones were? Uh, Yes. So if uh, I've got number one Iron Man, number two Coulson, number three Loki, number four Thor, number five Pepper Potts, number six Bucky Barnes, number seven Talos, number eight... Black Widow, number nine, Nick Fury, and number ten, Obadiah Stane. There's no Captain America in that, which is a fucking outrage. <laughs> He's down in 14th. He's lower than Talos, Obadiah Stane, and Pepper fucking Potts. Actually, I love the fact that he was not in the top ten just because it drives you so insane every time you read that list, and it's exactly why it I makes you to no read sense it. whatsoever. Anyway, that was my old list. My new list is completely throwing the old list out of the window. So my new list is now number one Loki because he's fucking brilliant and I love him. Number two Black Widow. Number three Iron Man because he's way better than Captain America. That surprised me that he's so low down on Number four, Thor, because Thor's funny. Number five, Nick Fury, because he's badass. Number six, the Hulk, because I like him way better than I like the other one, and he was good. Seven, Hawkeye. Eight, Captain America. Yes, he's coming in after Hawkeye. Um, Number nine, Coulson. Oh, 
Um, and I put Thanos at number 10. Okay, so there's a couple of things I'm going to pull <laughs> shit out of there. Right, number one, I'm surprised Iron Man is so low down on your list. He's not down low down, he's number three. Well, that's lower down than I'd expect. No. I'm surprised Thor's in at four because you weren't overly enthused but by I Thor like in this film. Thor. I like Thor in this film. Yeah. 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 I, I'm surprised at... Captain America making your top ten because you make no sense. He did redeem himself slightly in this film. Uh, Thanos, I think it's an outrage he's in because we've seen mm. like point two of a uh, second of the guy. How can he be in your top Wait, ten? No, 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 no. Latham, let me pick you up on who did you put in your top ten that was in it for two seconds last yeah, no, time? But, uh, I, 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 I took the same issue with Ronan. As, Ronan, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Ronan I, was in that film for two seconds. Hang so on if a you minute. can do he it, wasn't. I can do no, it. You can't because shall I tell you why you can't do it? Why? Well, you can do it because it's your top ten. But I did it because he's in. He's actually in the fucking movies. Most people leave when they're rolling credits, so half the people don't even know Thanos was in the movie. I had him. He's in the fucking movie. Yeah, but I did watch a post credit, yeah. so that's why he okay, is. Okay, but he's not and in the movie. Right, he's in the Iron end Man. of the movie. Whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> no, you, Easy, woman. Hello. In the Hulk, Iron Man was in the post credit, and you put him in your top ten. What did I do? I You put Iron Man in your top ten. When? In the Hulk, you cheeky sod. When? Yeah, you did, actually. And he was yeah. in the post credit, so yeah, that did. shit does not fly. Thanos is staying at number ten, and I'm very excited about it. I think that's an outrage. <laughs> the other thing that surprises surprises me is Coulson's in at nine because you ain't got no ch- that that is your final pitch of Coulson because Coulson cannot move any higher than ninth now I know but he's going to be jibbed out of the list because we've still got X amount of films to go but I wanted him to be in the top 10 because I want to recognise that he was one of my faves I'm sure his family be made up yeah I'm sure (laughs) he was ninth (laughs) favourite yeah at this point in the series which means that in about three films time he's going to be deleted from existence it doesn't matter there will be imprints that he was at this point (laughs) as Bucky was at some point number one in my list anyway sod you all because I like my list you Make see I've them. seen your previous list and Coulson was underneath Thor so you've relegated Coulson why are by you quite looking, a few wait why are you looking at my old <laughs> why, list why are you a superhero stalker what the no, hell no as in, as in you wrote you wrote a revised Pod, top 10 it's uh, not and even it's on my, business and it's on my notes <laughs> that's here. an old list so during the time we've been doing this recording no, no, you've no. relegated Coulson by four no. places no no why no why have you no. done a strategic analysis of the whole thing oh my god you've got too much time on your hands yeah exactly anyway Just... Thanos shouldn't be on your list whatever I don't think I picked Iron Man right I Iron Man was on my list because I watched Iron Man and Iron Man 2. I know of I know of Thanos and I'm very excited about it. I know it. of Thanos. Yes. <laughs> because you happened to stay behind when the credits finished. And my little four-year-old nephew. Well, who told you? Who wears so the mask until... <laughs> so man turns up, well, your, man, your nephew turns up and you got what you're on your, on your head there. It's a Thanos mask and you went, I've no idea who that is. He's, He's like, like oh, it's a purple guy. And I was like, oh, it's a purple guy. Anyway, shut up, it's my list. Go on. <laughs> right, um, have you done now? Yes, right. I have. Yeah, come on, you offend me now with your <laughs> list. So my my list that's current is uh, Iron Man is number one, uh, number two is Loki, three was Talos, four was Red Skull, five is Bucky Barnes, six Captain America, seven Peggy Carter, Ronan the Accuser, yes, it was in at eight, Abomination was nine, Thunderbolt Ross was number ten. We're not going past ten, are we? No. Oh. Okay, so this will be interesting. I have zero things to add to this list. <gasps> what? Thank you. No! So you're, not, you're not adding Black Widow to no. that list. So you're saying that Bucky Barnes is a better character than Black Widow? Yeah. Fuck off. How? Why? Like Come him. on. I like his arm. 
I, I mean, I love Bucky, don't get me Abomination, wrong. Abomination, you're saying that it's Hawkeye than... and Black Widow are less like. Right, if you want me to have to explain why. Yeah, of course you because do. That's we... what we're recording this for, because... you dope. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. I forgot how it works. I hadn't seen it four times. <laughs> so, both Hawkeye and Black Widow are very good characters. They haven't got anything, anything special about them other than the fact that, you know, he fires an arrow, right, which most people could do if they go for a weekend away at Barnstondale. And, um, which you, you're not But you're not putting together a football team here. Uh, it, uh, technically, we are. We, we, What's the top Thunderbolt, ten for? Thunderbolt Ross. He's a great person because I know what happens. But basically, Abomination is a good villain. If you look at my list, a lot of them are good villains. I'd have them on my team. You wouldn't have Hawkeye. But if you went into a fight with my list, who do you think is going to come out of no, that alive? No, fuck, I love your list. Don't get me wrong, but right. I'm really surprised that there's not a little bit of a reshuffle. There isn't, because Black Widow hasn't got anything of the fact that she can well, dress well. Well, what about well. Thor? You're saying Thor, it wouldn't be useful to have in a fight. Because no, he, he would, but I'm looking at Ross's it. ass yeah. and Agent Peggy Carter's and like, Bucky Barnes. I don't like his hair. <laughs> I'm looking at it a multi there's a multi no Hulk vector. in there Hulk would kick everyone's ass out yeah but I'm list. not looking at it right as all that I have a multi-vectored approach his heart rate's just double there his heart monitor's going through the roof going I can't believe you're he watch he's telling me to lie down <laughs> Hulk I just isn't one of my favourite characters historically so he's never going to be high up on my list yes I can appreciate him as a character in the films and appreciate how he is but for me the ones I've chosen are the ones I like. I mean, let's peek under the skirt a little bit, because right. at 11, you've got Whiplash. Oh, 12, yeah. you've got Pepper Potts. 13, you've got Nick Fury. And 14, you've got Happy Hogan. Yeah, because I know Pepper Potts, because I'm looking at this, I'm future-proofing some of these. Some of these are tactical votes. Right, wait, I have to just ask you the question now, Pollard. Whose what? list is more legible, mine or, or Latham's? Which one's the better list? Well, I'd have to say your list. Oh, okay. Ma- your list makes oh, way you're more a fickle, sense. <laughs> fickle one, you aren't you? I just wanted a little. I love your list, Laven. Until you don't. <laughs> your list is good, but I don't agree with the fact that you've not added anybody yeah, from this film. Because this film- I don't like Thor's hair, right? I don't. <laughs> I don't like the fact that Hulk is green and just bombs off everywhere, right? I'm not a big fan of him. And um, the ones I've chosen, Thanos doesn't even appear in the movie, so I'm not going to pick someone else who's just in it for two seconds. Well, on the basis that you've you've come up with, well. Given you've come up with such stupid uh, answers, I'm now going to side with Ish about the fact that that Rodin wasn't in the film for more than a fraction of a second. He was in longer than bloody Thanos was. Not by much. He was. He, he turns up in the scene in the spaceship where he's on for and about he does a two lot of seconds. Stuff. He does yeah. a lot of stuff. No, he does no, he not. Doesn't. He's, in, he's integral. Yet. He's integral. As is Thanos, by the way. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he's in the film. You're just picking. It. I mean, not being funny. I should have put the boom operator because he's in the credits. I didn't pick fucking the best boy or the gaffer, did I? I didn't pick the catering crew oh. who were also in the credits. They had more screen time because it took about 35 seconds to scroll up. So I didn't pick them, did I? Or the assistant director or the guys in charge of the car. And that is Latham Logic yes. again. Well, I love it. He's having the thrombosis here. Oh, God, his, 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 his <laughs> watch has turned red. His, 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 his watch is going, lie down. CPR, CPR. Yeah. If you disagree with both Ish and Latham because they're idiots and you would like to support my list, get in touch on social media, on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, the or, two marks. Or if you think that Mr Pollard's list is bullshit, then contact me or Latham. Right, or ignore everyone and think, who would you want to go into fight with with all the best <laughs> villains ever? you got Thunderbolt Ross. Who's Thunderbolt Ross? That's fucking the Red Hulk. I'm picking these, love. Thunderbolt love. Ross. Is the Red Hulk. Sh- fires shit. 
at things that don't die. I've got the best list you want to go into and battle with. students who are just going yeah. to school. <laughs> Some guy who's just doing his curriculum gets killed by a tank. Exactly. Right. He's number 10 on your list. Yeah, but I've got all the classics. I've got bloody Captain Britain, Peggy Carter. I've got Thunderbolt Ross. I've got Abomination. Yeah, but you, you, you're referring to uh, versions of their character which don't exist in the MCU. Well, that's why I said the most of them are tactical. God damn. What on the basis that they may be introduced in the future? When we know some of these characters, even today, have not been introduced into the MCU. So what are you doing future-proofing for the next 40 years? That's how I roll. Oh, my <laughs> God. Hang on, just check your phone. Your, your, your watch has Send blown us up. an email as well at the two marks at thepodstation.co.uk to just specify how outrageously against the rules this, this you and your rules. Is. You just love rules. That you break when you want to. My list is great, and that's all I'm going to say on the matter. My list is better, so just fuck you all off. And what's the film we're watching next? I don't know, actually. Well, we're not, we're now, well listeners, we're moving into phase two of we the are. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And right in time for 2022. Which I believe, if memory if serves, is Dark two. World. Oh, goody. Can't wait. Thor 2. Yeah. Why, why are you saying you can't wait? I'm excited by that's, that's not that's, that's not an exciting, exciting pollen, voice, is it? Yeah, no, that is. That sounds like he sat on his sack. That's like me when I sit um, awkwardly on a ball sack. Ouch! <laughs> oh, trust me, it is an ouch moment. It's like, <laughs> like having a um, yeah. Anyway, Any- but, <laughs> but basically, Thor: The Dark World is how we. I think we kick off on phase two of that. Oh, good it. That's yeah, exciting. Excellent. Oh, goody. I can't wait. Oh dear. Yes. Uh, well, thank you all for listening, and thank you to Ishtar for your input. I mean, mostly it was Mark, if to be honest. I appreciate you being along for the ride. Thanks. <laughs> thank I did you. give valuable insights. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just fuck off. Your mouth opened, words came out, but I don't know what else will happen. But thank you for being here, and Pollard, as always, thank you. Thanks, dude. Excelsior! social at the two marks on facebook twitter and instagram also check them out on youtube